0: friends, it's us. I'm Steph Beagle. And I'm Lauren Abney. And this is Well Behaved. We believe balance is a bit overplayed and way overrated. We've embraced finding our perfect blend of wellness with a twist of tequila. This podcast
1: delivers wellness remix from face slapping facials to the ABCs of CBD. Living your best life and finding what's right for you is what it's all about. Let's do this.
0: I'm Steph. I hate spinach, but our sneaky guest Ari snuck it into my smoothie and I didn't even freaking know. Well, that's cool because I've been telling you that for years. Maybe I should have listened. I'm Lauren and Ari told me that I'm
1: a good eater, which basically made my life. You are like the star student. I guess I'm happy for you. In this episode, we enjoy a modern take of nutrition from our friend Ari.
0: So tell me what your favorite moment was because I honestly felt like you enjoyed the whole damn thing.
1: Well, you know, I love to go deep. So I would say the session on supplements was really what got me going. I thought that once we started talking about vitamin D, B12, CoQ10, it felt overwhelming. But Ari explained that you can just get your blood work done at the doctor and have a nutritionist read your panel. So it's no longer about a diet. Dietitian doesn't equal diet, but that they can help you figure out what your body
0: needs based on blood
1: work. So cool.
0: So cool. What did you learn, my friend? I loved the whole notion of intermittent fasting. I've tried it. I know it's all the rage, but I love that she broke it down to time restricted eating, nine to 12 hour window, figure out what's good for you. You do you. End of day. Are you doing it? 100%.
1: Ooh, well, we've got a lot to learn. So let's get into the episode. Can't wait. Listen up, folks. We have some very important information from our friend, Ariella Viner. Ari is board-certified nutrition specialist and licensed dietitian. Yeah, you are.
2: Boop, boop. So excited to be
1: here. Yeah. I'll tell you what I like most about you, Ari. You have a realistic yet customized approach. And I feel like your three things that we know about you is that you love real food. You customize so that eating and exercise are specific to the human that you're working with and that you care about them at the whole person level. Is that true? That is correct. I'm aligned with all three of those things. Me too. I'm aligned too. Aligned. Same You're inspirational. Same Thank you so much for being here. Well, I'm so happy to be here. Where we start this conversation is one question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, what does wellness mean to you?
2: So wellness to me is basically about a lifestyle versus... Just a fad diet, or restricting calories, or just the next big thing. Um, I find that most of us have these disconnections between our eating patterns, our lifestyle, our circadian rhythm, our stress levels, and what wellness is is balancing all of those different subjects.
0: Love that. That makes total sense. So. You are in the world of nutrition, right? Yes. We always look to you as someone who gives us all the nutritious facts in all the world, right? But how did you get into nutrition? How did you find this journey and lean into this passion of yours?
2: Yeah. So I basically was suffering with my own digestive issues all of my life. So, starting in my early teens, throughout my 20s, I'm 29 now um, and finally figured it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, I was going to all these gastros. I had lived in New York, was seeing a million gastros there, came back to Chicago, a million gastros here. And I wasn't getting the answers that I needed. Um, it was more just like, you have irritable bowel syndrome, deal with it. Take a pill. Take a pill. Here's Zantac. here's Rollades, here's you know, Prilosec. And honestly, I one day woke up and was like, I've had enough. And so I really healed my body through nutrition and exercise and managing my stress. And so that's what got me into wanting to learn more and learn the science, go back to school. And I actually changed the entire trajectory of my career. So when I was 25, I was in private equity and I made the move and it was a big leap, but I'm really happy I did it.
0: So what was like the inspiration? You said that you changed your life and your your whole eating pattern and your nutrition. What were you kind of looking to at that point? Was it blogs? Was it Instagram? Was it, were you like looking at scholarly journals? Like, What were you actually using for inspiration to make those changes? Yeah.
2: So I had met a couple... I knew that food was it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had met a couple nutritionists in New York. And then I had met my, um, not met my mentor. I had reconnected with a close family friend who was in the field. And I spoke to her and she really helped light my fire, honestly, because she was so interested in integrative medicine. And that's what really got me researching. That's kind of how I started my healing process. Mm -hmm.
1: Did you have any of the doctors talking to you about nutrition when you were going to doctor after doctor? Was anyone
2: talking to you about diet? No, it was all like, let's mask it Uh with medication versus getting to that root cause. Um, And I'll tell you something. I took massive amounts of Prilosec and, and it's a serious drug, especially for a young teen. And, you know, in school, I've learned that what happens when you take those drugs is the acidity in your stomach is changed and it really depletes that acidity. And you need an acidic stomach to break down food and to digest and absorb foods properly. And um, it took me a really long time to get healthy again from taking all those medications. Mm -hmm. Um, And it completely disturbed my gut in a real huge way. Oh, yeah. I can imagine.
1: Yeah. There's also been studies that those are linked to Alzheimer's and dementia type of long term use mm-hmm. down the road, I believe.
2: Yeah. I mean, basically, your gut is your second brain, right? Yep. And so when you're taking any medications from antibiotics to beta blockers to statins to, you know, numerous amounts of medications, you're messing with your gut microbiome and you want to keep your gut microbiome as diverse as possible. So that's why feeding it with probiotics and prebiotics, which no one really like talks about, mm-hmm. um, is necessary because your probiotics need to eat, right? So you need those prebiotics. And I, I kind of talked to Beegs a little bit about those, the green bananas, the artichokes, the garlic, the onion, that's what's going to feed the good gut bacteria Oh, so you're saying
1: prebiotics in terms of food, not an actual capsule. You can find it within You can find foods.
2: it within food, just like you can with probiotics as well, yeah. like kefir and sauerkraut and those types of things. So cool. Yeah. You can really get all nutrients through food. A lot of us have like dietary restrictions. Like for example, I don't eat meat. So for me to get B12 is pretty difficult. Um, but- For most people who really have a very diverse palate, you know, you can get all of your nutrients through food. So
0: why do you think, so supplements, is it because Mm -hmm. people are deficient that they need supplements because typically they're not getting enough? Like, you know, we hear so much about supplements, 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 but you're also saying we can eat. Right, you can eat normal foods to get totally. some of those things. So, what are the what's the power of supplements then?
2: So, I think supplements are great for certain circumstances and certain people. Um, I think that you know we live in Chicago. The weather is shitty as hell. I mean, and we don't get that great of vitamin D. You know, mm-hmm. and like our summer, you don't really need to take any vitamin D because we're out there. We're at least ten minutes a day getting that vitamin D. So, like for every ten minutes you're outside you absorb 10,000 units of vitamin D, which is amazing. And then, you you know, you have your sunscreen and protect your skin and all that jazz. But I do think that probiotics are a great supplement. I do think a multivitamin is necessary for people as an insurance, especially like as a prenatal, um, you know, or someone who has a lot of dietary restrictions, um, I think if you're on certain medications, for example, statins deplete CoQ10, which is a really important antioxidant for your heart and your brain. Um, I think it's all situational, so I think omegas are really great. Um, you know, getting in that omega three fatty acid is really great for your brain. Um, so I do think that if it if it calls for a proper supplement, it's great. But do I think you need to like over supplement, spend thousands of dollars? No. But I do think there are some great ones out there that if necessary, you
0: should take them. Right. And people have to think about, A, the quality. Like yeah, all the time people just going and getting certain supplements. But, you know, Thorn and some of... And they're expensive sometimes. But it's like without quality supplements... There's no point. It's not worth it. Yeah.
2: I'm a huge... Huge, huge fan of quality supplements. I can tell you, you know, I love metagenics, I love Thorn, I love pure encapsulations, I love designs for health. But you need to pay attention to the ingredients. You need to look at the extra bullshit that's in there. You need to pay attention to your source always. Um, if you know, you also genetics plays a huge role. So, like if you have the MTHFR gene, which is a very common gene, um, and you're taking folic acid that can be a really dangerous thing for you um and you want to have methylated forms of folate so before you take your supplements be sure about
0: you know what you're doing so let's talk about that being sure right like a lot of people just go and take vitamin D vitamin D because they know that they are they need they live in Chicago. They don't do the sun, right? Mm-hmm. They take vitamin B because they hear it's good for energy. Mm-hmm. But if you want to actually take more of a prescriptive approach to the supplements that you're taking, do you go to a doctor and get your blood tested? Like what should people really be doing versus just kind of defaulting? Because yeah. what I'm hearing from you or what I think about all the time, we're all so different, right? Exactly. And I mean, I've been, I've, I've I swear there's days where I've had 12 different supplements I was taking because I heard in life that they're good for me, right? Totally. So what should our friends who are listening be doing?
2: I think the best approach, and I love this question, um, is to get your blood work done at your physical. And... Have a nutritionist look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, as a dietitian, we're taught to read blood work. We're taught to understand. And if you have normal vitamin D levels and you're over supplementing, that can be an issue because that's a fat soluble vitamin. You're not peeing that out like a a B vitamin. You know, when you take B vitamins and your your pee is yellow and you're like, what the fuck is happening to me? Totally. But the vitamin A, D, K, and E; those are fat soluble. You want to be careful. It, what does that mean? So fat soluble, so yeah. your fat basically absorbs it. Versus mm-hmm. B vitamins or vitamin C, you pee it out. You know how, like emergency, like you can take, like when you're sick, you just like load up on vitamin C, but and then you can only absorb a thousand milligrams. Sure, right? It's you know? like a mental thing. Yeah, it's mental. You're like, yeah, I'm totally mental. You're like I'm, overdose. I'm gonna be great. I'm it's fine. So you know. Totally. So. That's kind of my shtick on supplements. I really do think people need to test their levels, and I appreciate you for asking that question because I think over supplementing is a huge issue.
0: There's a not a myth, but there's sort of a negative connotation to a dietitian or to a nutritionist. I think, right? Like, I have friends who are like, "I don't, I don't need to see. I know what to eat." and I know that being healthy is eating fish, you know, like I think that there's just this connotation that goes along with visiting someone like that. Talk to us about when someone comes to see you or someone comes to see any dietitian or nutritionist, what really happens, right? Like, mm-hmm. is it one size fits all? What, what kind of questions are you asking? Just walk us through modern day, what that experience looks like. Totally.
2: So I'm not like most conventional nutritionists. Like, what my process- She's a cool nutritionist. She's a cool. I'm a cool mom. Yeah. I'm actually not a mom. I'm a
0: nutritionist. I just do like <laughs> <just like> <laughs> As you spit all over yourself. Oops, yes, yes.
2: So what I do, my process is really, I'm looking at my client as a whole person, right? So I'm looking at their stress levels, their sleep, their relationship to food, their- food frequency, what they like to eat, what they're, you know, a three to five day food diary before they come to see me. I'm looking at their medications, their medical history. I'm looking at their, you know, family history. I'm looking at absolutely everything that I can before I see them so that I can really get to know them. And I take an hour and a half for my initial consultation. I really have learned through school that patient-centered care is the most important thing. Um, I find that when I used to go to those gastros, they would spend 15 minutes with me and then be like, hey, you need a colonoscopy. See you later. You know? So impersonal. So impersonal. And so I really try to get to know them as best as I can. Um, And then from there, we really meet every two to three weeks and help them, you know, achieve their nutrition goals in a way that makes sense. And it's completely individualized. So for me, I... I need a different approach than for or for or Lauren because the truth is we all have different personality types. Like for example, today I saw someone with a very type A personality type and you know what he asked me? I want you to develop a page of research about why I should stay healthy and keep to this plan that's individualized for me because i'm having what? trouble with motivation what? okay and i was like wow this is really different i've never had a client like this but it really got me going because i was like i want to make his life better i want him to feel motivated i want him to succeed so i did it
1: i feel like that's probably not a hard project to source for right. no you
0: <laughs> was like, you're like i love this challenge i'm on it i was Sir, like oh research is i'll do it yeah. yeah. and yeah.
2: just follow the damn diet <laughs> my clients are like my babies. Like I want them to call me and be like, I feel amazing. And it's not just about weight loss. It's about, you know, like I have people who come to me about chronic pain. I have people who come to me, you know, they have autoimmune disorders mm-hmm. or they have thyroid issues. They, you know, just don't like today I saw um, a college girl and she was like, I don't know anything. Right. They you know? Learn. So yeah, it's educational. And I feel like hopefully the conventionalness of dietitians and the scare of dietitians will kind of turn into a more integrative approach for everyone and that it won't be so scary and it will be not a diet. You have to go on this scary diet, but you have to really shift your lifestyle in a healthy way that works.
1: Tell us about some of the success stories that you've seen. Is it people coming off medication? They're feeling better
2: about themselves what are you seeing from your patients? My first like real success story was this girl and her thyroid was totally off. And I basically, you know, with the help of my supervisor, just like making sure everything was PC, um, I really helped her balance her adrenal glands and her thyroid levels in just through diet and exercise. And it was the most it really like shook me up in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. I was like, this can happen. Like this works. This is amazing. And that was a huge turning point for me. And I was like even more excited about this journey of mine. And then, you know, I, I think weight loss is obviously exciting those, those people, because you see the before and after and you're like, holy shit. Um, but it does take a long time Mm -hmm. for the weight loss. And I always say to my clients, the faster it comes off, you know, the faster it's coming back on. So it's all about consistency. And it, it's really special, I think, to watch these people lose that weight. I've seen people go off medication. I actually had a really um, exciting one recently. One of my clients got pregnant um, and that took a really long time as well, but it was really special and really cool. And it's not just about the food. So like with the pregnancy situation, she was living in a toxic world and she didn't know it. She was using plastic Tuberware. She was drinking unfiltered water. She was, um, you know, fire retardants were in her house, her cleaning stuff Her foods weren't organic, you know, and she had all of these hormone disruptors. And by changing her entire lifestyle in a, in a, you know, it felt pretty drastic, but she made it work and now it's her lifestyle and she's pregnant. Oh, so good. good. Yeah. That was like one of the coolest ones to me.
0: I had a friend who just went to a doctor and they're like, you have a ton of tin in -hmm. your body. metals." and metals. And she was like, do you drink a lot of LaCroix? You know, like essentially said sparkling, no. no offense to LaCroix. Like, do you drink a lot of sparkling water? And my friend was like, yes, like I do, you know, but you don't realize. No, like, you
2: have no idea. And Why? and my
0: the cutest was my friend was like, well, if I just pour it out of the tin, they're like, no, like it lives in the tin. So by the time you go to drink it, like there's, there's metals, right? Like it's just scary. And you just, there's so much to think about, totally. right? So
2: So two nights ago, I actually went to a really interesting conference um, for the Environmental Working Group, EWG. And Ken Cook, who is the co-founder, was speaking. And it was just really crazy to see what is in our water. And you can actually go on the website and look the EWG.org website and look in your area what is in your water. Um I don't know so if want filtered water is extremely important. And I urge people to look at your products, look at your cleaning products, look at your makeup, look at your food. You know, he said something that really stood out to me about organic versus non-organic. So like some processed foods that are organic, they can put up to like 22 different things. But unorganic, they can put up to 4,000
0: additives. In one product. Mm-hmm. And like in a so bar, cool. think about that, right? Like yeah. you eat a little- oh, don't get me going. I know. But we won't get you going. So, okay. We talk <laughs> about looking at your water, like just- There's simple tips and tricks. You've given me some, like the green bananas was one. Even smoothies. You're like, no one gets enough fiber in their day. An easy way to sneak in the fiber. Although I fought you on putting spinach in my smoothies. But who won? But you totally won and I didn't taste it. We did the blind taste (laughs) test. But what are some like Ari tips and tricks to give to our friends that are not too drastic that just really could help? Intermittent fasting is really all the rage right now. And so there's a
2: subset in intermittent fasting. So, intermittent fasting is this huge umbrella that everyone's like, oh, like it means this and it means this. But there's like four different subsets. But my favorite is time restricted eating. Um, And basically, I really encourage my clients who are trying to lose weight. It's really beneficial for anti aging, um, cancer prevention. And so, what it is, is really restricting your eating to a 10 to 12 hour window, nine if possible. There's research around nine hours as well, but 12 hours is awesome in itself. So for example, that's if you take your first bite of food at 8am, you can be done by 8pm and that's considered time restricted eating. And what's happening is your cells are eating up old dead proteins and getting rid of that debris, Mm. which is beneficial for you know, cancer prevention, um, weight loss, inflammation, anti-aging, all of these things. And you're really giving your body some time to rest. So what we don't realize, we think of our body as this crazy machine, but your machine needs to have some time to really chill out. Like you need to give it a rest. Your digestive system in a huge way needs to rest. Sure. So- If you can keep to 12 hours, that's awesome. If you can make it to 10, that's even better. But what I do recommend is that you do not skip breakfast just because, you know, Sally Lou is skipping breakfast. You know what I mean? (laughs) So how are you
1: supposed to have breakfast within a nine hour window? Because if you eat at seven, then you have to be done eating at- Math. Five. Uh-huh. Four o'clock?
2: Yeah. So you push your breakfast out until nine.
1: Okay. Yeah. right. And then you eat an early dinner.
2: I just think so. Early what happens, special. I'll give you a little science here. What happens is you have this, you have the your pancreas, okay? And what happens is your pancreas secretes insulin to lower <laughs> your blood sugar. The pancreas is at its best in the morning. It's a morning mm. person. It's killing it. So that's why, you know, if you want a little piece of toast, it's with almond butter and some berries, but if you're eating super late at night, you're eating at 10 PM, your pancreas is like night, night. I've gone right. to bed. Done. <laughs> so you're, when you have that, you, when you're eating super late, your blood sugar is going up with no insulin to bring it down. Mm. So I really recommend, I'm not saying everybody's got to eat breakfast, but I'm saying if you're going to intermittent fast, don't just think about skipping the breakfast just because everyone's starting to eat at 12. What you're yeah, saying that's is that's how I've thought about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: you're saying for everyone to be like grandparents and eat dinner at 5.30 is what you're kind really of, saying. Yeah,
1: kind of. <laughs> I mean, the way but I've thought about it is like, wow, a great diet, you're just skipping a meal. Right. But really you're saying to have the meals within a more enclosed window. Right. And
0: can yeah. people, so can that, so let's say I'm Tequila Beaks comes out on the weekends and she- has to push her time-restricted, like, the the actual time frame. It doesn't have to be the same exact time every day,
2: correct? No, it could totally be different. And honestly, a lot of the research has been around
0: five days per week. Right. Um, I've seen that. And I've seen for women, too. It's different. Like, you don't mm-hmm. need to do it seven days. Yeah, like.
2: no, you don't need to do it seven days a week. But, like, if if you, let's say you finish work early and you go to a yoga class and you had a light dinner and you go to bed, it's, you know, totally. you, if you can make it work, try to make it work. Um Another tip that I would say is to really think of your vegetables as the main event on your plate. And yeah, get as totally. much color as you want and really fill your vegetables up. It shouldn't be like a little side portion. It shouldn't the protein is not the main event. The carbs, the fat that it's not the main event. It's really all about the dietary fiber because every single color of that vegetable rainbow is beneficial for something your eyes, your skin, your digestion. Um, It makes sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid of vegetables and get in your color. We talk about this because I feel like there used to be this protein movement. Are
1: you getting enough protein? And I think we both really reduced the amount of protein that we have because I don't feel like I need to have that much. Of course, I'm going to have protein and there's protein that exists in vegetables, but I don't want a big chunk of protein. All so the time. for every meal, like for we just, every yeah. meal, I remember yeah. we
0: used to go out to lunch and we'd be like, "We got to get our protein." It felt like a like this like burden that we mm-hmm. had to make sure we had protein with everything that we ate. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that way at all anymore.
2: No, and I feel lighter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- I don't feel a-
0: lighter today, but <laughs> <laughs> someday, some days, some days.
2: <laughs> there's a, actually a lot of research. Um, this doctor that I really look up to, his name is Doctor Walter Longo, um, and he. Developed the Prolon Fast, which is another subset of intermittent fasting, and it's basically a mimicked five-day fast. At Bees, I think we've talked about this yep. before, and it's really beneficial for a lot of people who want to work on anti-aging and again the autophagy, where the cells are eating up the old, proteins. But he talks about how you don't need the, as much protein as Americans are getting. Mm-hmm. He really talks about that. Um, and I think, again, it's situational. It depends like what your nutrition goals are. If you're trying to build muscle, if you're trying to build lean muscle. Um, and if you feel better, then Go for it. Then that's good for you. You, you know you. what I mean? You do you. As long as you feel like you're getting in enough nutrients, which I'm sure you are. You're a really good eater. Then do what's best for your body. Right. Mom said, you I'm keep, a good eater. You keep
0: doing you. I remember though, even when you, I remember going to the grocery store after you we were like, get some shrimp and like three to four ounces. And I was like, can I have three to four ounces? And I was like, three shrimp. And he's like, are you sure you don't want more? And I'm like, <laughs> honestly, I went home and I made so many vegetables and the shrimp was not my main event, right? And I felt totally full. Satisfied. Right? And I yeah. felt so satisfied. I think it's also interesting. I often, when I when I don't, Eat enough now when I don't eat enough vegetables, like I notice that I'm hungry, right? Like, yeah, it's just an interesting So They help with that satiety
2: because they are the dietary fiber. That's why, like, fiber is our friend because it's keeping you full mm-hmm. and keeping you I have feeling a Wait, yeah.
0: And doesn't it make you poop a lot,
2: fiber? Exactly. We, we love yeah. poop.
0: <laughs> what, what,
2: how do you feel about this F factor? So, I haven't like really dove deep into the F factor, but I do like that she highlights um, fiber and mm-hmm. I think that's great. But again, don't think it's individualized. Um Good point. So it's like, it's a diet, right? Yeah. But I do like the fact that she focuses on how fiber is really awesome and you shouldn't be afraid of it. And I think that like, in every diet there's like a there's something that's up. So like the keto diet's super high in fat but like super low in carbohydrates meaning you're taking out a lot of the vegetables. Mm-hmm. You're not getting in those carotenoids, the phytonutrients, the 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 antioxidants that you need for your body to run properly. And honestly, I've had clients who are afraid of fucking bananas, afraid to eat fruit because of the ketogenic diet because of These the macro diet, which causes a lot of my clients to have disordered eating, you know, every one of the diets freaks me out, you know? So the word diet, like how we were talking about how it's scary. So it's like the F factor, I think it has some awesome points to it. And I think it really can be great. And fiber is awesome. But again, diet.
0: How do you feel about, and how, And obviously, again, it's subjective and personalized, but when you talk to your clients about working out, right, like I work out partly because I want to be cuter and skinnier, but also partly because it just gets me grounded and it helps with my mental stability and all of that, right? When you and I were working through our 10-day Kickstart, friends, you should all do it, you know, you're like, let's do different workouts. Let's, you know, let's do it six days a week. Like, how do you approach fitness, I guess, and exercise with your clients?
2: So exercise doesn't just make you look amazing, but it actually makes you feel amazing, right? So your mood is better, you feel good about yourself, um, and like being said, like you feel grounded, you feel amazing. Um, I think that it's important, depending on your nutrition goals. I love hit workouts. I also love workouts like Pilates and bar and yoga, like that that strengthening and lately i've been super into weight training and i see the benefits on your posture your strength your um your like your balance mm-hmm. and everything um and there's a lot of research around strength training and hit workouts and that those workouts being beneficial for bone density mm-hmm. um and yeah i think switching it up is like honestly the best thing that you can do for your body i'm a huge yoga fan like if i could go to yoga six, seven days a week and I, and just do that. I would be happy doing that. But the truth is you got to switch it up. If you want to see changes in your body. I feel you on that. It's hard to
1: switch it up because some of those workouts and modalities, I just don't like doing.
2: And I want to do something that I like. Should I be working out every day? I think this is when you got to listen to your body and everyone's like, listen to your body. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? I can't hear it. Yeah. No. Not talking to me. You're like, what the fuck does that mean? But basically- It's it's, saying, eat more. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like the communication between your mind and body, right? And if you're ignoring what your body says, if you're ignoring, take a rest day. I don't feel good. Then you're going to have some issues. Yeah. So I think a rest day is really great for your muscles to rebuild and relax, but- I think you can work out as much as you want to. For me, I'm very high energy. I'm all over the place. I need an outlet. And Mm -hmm. so for me, exercise is amazing. But I do take into account, like today was my rest day. And I know that I'm not as focused as I am on the other days. Mornings for me are amazing.
1: I sometimes have to take a rest day. But if I have an afternoon workout... I made myself a morning person because Mm -hmm. it was when I got the workout done and I was better the rest of the day and was not that from the get-go, but I made myself and it's made me so much better. But the afternoon workout, if I have to do it, it's torture because I play this whole mind game with myself. How can I get out of it? What can be my excuse? Do I have anything else that I can do? So for me, it's about getting it done. And I think I've learned to listen to my body a little bit and not criticize myself when I need a- uh, A day or two. A day. Yeah. And then do something else. Maybe it's meditation. Spending a longer time with meditation. I think that's a
2: great idea. I do. And I do the same. And I find that, you know- that inner monologue where you're like, go work out. Like, you're
0: disgusting. I love this voice you <laughs> got to shut it down. Your inner, your inner
2: my inner your monologue
0: inner is, is amazing. Five year old. Your inner voice is three and a half and it's interesting. And I'm totally into her and I want to hang out with her more. She actually might be a boy. I'm not sure. She doesn't want to hang out with you. Totally.
1: <laughs> All right. You're our inspiration and you've redone your life and you're following your passion.
2: What are your non negotiables for you to live your best life? Okay, so I would say my first one is if you cannot pronounce it, don't eat it. Hallelujah. And if you're eating caramel color,
0: hallelujah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's not part of it, babe. (laughs) If
2: you're eating caramel color or red dye, don't do it. If you see titanium dioxide, don't do it. So really pay attention to the ingredients because you're putting that into your body. Mm -hmm. And it those toxins they build and it can become serious for you um another non-negotiable is i really don't believe in the scale um i think that when you weigh yourself every day you become obsessed with this number and the number actually means nothing and what matters is you know a little self love like looking at yourself in the mirror do you feel good about yourself are your jeans fitting you know like really loving yourself and not being obsessed with that number.
0: Hallelujah. Oh, another hallelujah. hallelujah. So you're saying for everyone just to lay in bed and take selfies. (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) Exactly. My third non-negotiable is if you are having trouble getting in those greens, make a smoothie every day. I do it every single day because I need to get in my greens no matter what. And my smoothie consists of a green banana, which acts as a prebiotic, and we kind of touched on this a little bit to nourish your probiotics. I do a cup of almond milk by Malk, which is an amazing brand that only has three ingredients in
1: it—you mm, can say almonds,
2: water, and Himalayan sea salt. Ooh, we'll give that an amen, <laughs> amen. I do two handfuls of organic spinach. A half cup of wild blueberries. And I like wild blueberries because they have the most antioxidants in them. I do a tablespoon, but if you're new to MCT oil, start with a teaspoon or else you will diarrhea. I
0: (laughs) was texting Ari when I was drinking my smoothies. I'm like, in the bathroom again. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, I was thrilled, right? Like I felt really skinny, so it didn't matter. But yes, hashtag- Skinny and your brain was fed. Hashtag MCT oil. Oil hashtag diarrhea. (laughs) That's it. You're Mm. welcome.
2: Two scoops of collagen peptides. I love collagen because it's great for your hair, skin, nails, and your gut.
0: You love vital proteins, but you did give me a hint that was the one at Whole Foods doesn't list grass-fed. So you
2: want to make sure that you're getting grass-fed collagen peptides because that is super important. Hint. Hint. And then I do a tablespoon of ground flaxseed because it's highly absorbable once it's ground. Um, and I keep that in the fridge because I find that if you don't, it becomes rancid and disgusting. My okay, turn, um, like Very that. weird color. Already? I have that in my cabinet for a long time. Yeah, I would throw that out and get a
0: new one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll make you taste it.
2: <laughs> and if you need it to be a little sweeter, you can add a date. You can also like switch some things out, add some almond butter, take out, you know, something and add some coconut, whatever your style is, but... You can vary the berries instead of blueberries. You can do raspberries. I think we did do, that. I mean, yeah. I think
0: I sprinkled a little cacao in there one day. Yeah, or cacao. no berries at all. But everyone has their preference.
2: Yeah, you can do pineapple, um, which is great for um, you know wound healing. Brolamine is really good if you have if you're sore from injuries. Cool. Cool.
0: Um, you okay, know, so, so make mangoes. your make your Ari smoothie every day. Yeah, make your Ari smoothie feel good. We need a cooler name, but we can think on that.
1: You've proven to be a genius. I'm Thank beyond you. impressed by the amount of information that you know and just
0: supplement and vitamin names. We thought you were smart, but then you came on the podcast wow. and we're like, she's <laughs>
1: actually smart.
0: And well, you annoyingly dumb. pretty. So
1: we're you over were you, blessed. but we're very grateful for you. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Friends, this has been fun. Thanks for spending some quality time with us. If you need more of us in your life, We totally get it. Follow us on Instagram at WellBehavedPodcast.
0: Also, we aren't selfish. Tell us what you need and want to learn more about by sending us a note at WellBehavedPodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. We prefer that anyway. Until next time, stay well and somewhat behaved.